give me fuel, give me fire, give me that one side of Zah. Metallica turned into a circus actor. LA sucks. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? Don't fool you. Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in fucking dirt, smoking hash through the ground. All kinds of shit. Shower filled with women. Sit your ass down, Lars. Shoot a pair of women's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know. Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> see, he said there's me, but see, and there he is, right there. And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes. Sing along, fucking along, doing the something the fuck along. Here we go. Hey, this is Edwin Outwater, conductor and musical director of SNM2, and you're listening to And Podcast for All. Doing podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw, and I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, it's been a it's been a while, dude. It has. It's been almost two weeks. Two weeks and a combined. What do you think? Forty four thousand and four hundred and forty four miles. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, across the country and back a couple times. Did Did you hop in the family truckster? How was How was the drive down there? The drive down was it was fine. It you know I I've made some long drives in my life so eh, a couple miles behind the windshield just a couple so uh i feel pretty used to it so it went went pretty well did the first half the first day instead of just driving straight through and so it was easy to do you know like 10 11 hours the first day and it was like i think nine the second day well to you and i on tour that's that's nothing how about the other three people in the car were you like oh this is just like getting warmed up on tour yeah, pretty much. Yeah, when we got there, let's see, when we got to Kentucky, the first day, I think it was like, I want to say like 11 o'clock or something like that, 11, 12, and I was like, shit, I'm like, we're here. I'm like, I could easily do like another two, three hours. You're like, oh, it's time to load in. Let's play a show. Yeah, exactly. I was like, we could just keep on going. I'm like, we don't even need to stop here. I said, we could have just kept on going, driven all the way through Kentucky. Mom, dad, and the wife had a different uh, opinion, I bet. Ah, uh, they did. They did pretty well. Nice. Surprisingly, they do. They do all right. What were you rolling in the family wagon queen? <laughs> no, no. We just we rented uh, rented an SUV because we flew home. So we left the SUV in Atlanta. So we were in Hilton Head, and then the last day we drove from Hilton Head to Atlanta. Gotcha. Because as you know, Savannah doesn't do a direct flight straight to MSP. So you got to go up to Atlanta to do a. Well, you At could have hopped for, on Delta out of Hilton Head to Atlanta, or you just said, fuck it. Apparently, so we've looked into that, and, well, one, we didn't really want to do the whole two-flight thing, you know what I mean? And gotcha. So, 
Now, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of Atlanta. I'm just gonna throw that out there. The ATL International. Yeah, one I've always hated their airport ever since I was a kid. It's busy as and fuck. I was just there last week for the concert. Yeah, and the people that work at the Atlanta airport are always so rude. Well, not everyone's Minnesota nice. Dude, since I've moved to Florida, I think I've become an asshole. Which is weird that you say that because other than the Atlanta airport, the people down south, like in Savannah, Charleston, oh, they're chill. Beaufort, Hilton Head, like they're so fucking nice. It's unbelievable. Now, to recap for everyone, you went on vacation for about, was it 10, 11 days in Hilton Head? Yeah, it was like 12 days, yep. And you drove there and flew back, and the reason you drove there is because certain items you consumed in Hilton Head were not allowed <laughs> through TSA, the Tub Stackers of America at the airport. Yeah, yeah, something like that, which I realized that I could have flown down there, rented a car, and then just drove down to Florida, because I heard that Florida has certain things that are legal there. Yeah, Which is kind of surprising for that state. We're we're a little shady, so uh, what I want to get to is, did you consume everything, and was it worth the drive? Um, <laughs> yes, things were consumed. Okay. Uh, was it worth driving there? That I don't know, because when I, it's funny I say that, because I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about, and you know, you know, like when I'm out on the road and stuff like that, like obviously I like to partake in, in smoking and all that stuff. It's vacation, um, man. It's vacation, but to my surprise and probably a lot of people that know me, I wasn't really consuming very much on vacation. I actually was very minimal with that. I I didn't do what I normally do, which is smoke, get the munchies, and then snack. I In fact, I did the complete opposite. I didn't snack the whole time I was there, barely ate, uh, barely smoked, and just in, instead just enjoyed vacation. <laughs> What's that quote from Trailer Park Boys when when Bubbles asked Ray if he has a hobby? Yeah, he goes, well, what was it? He said, Ray, you need a hobby or something like that. And he goes, oh, I have a hobby, Bubs. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's that? He goes, drinking. <laughs> that's it. Ray, drinking's not a hobby. <laughs> I, I think that's... That's the point when he's trying to like get him to jumpstart his car with so, the yeah. go, with the go kart, and he's like, "It doesn't have a battery; it won't start." Yeah, he's like, "I'm it. just asking you to try." <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of it. What is it? Drinking? Yeah, drinking. <laughs> well, dude, sounds like a hell of a vacation. You were driving to Hilton Head when I was driving to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, across the yep. Everglades. Down in the Everglades. Hey, it's a great song by Willie Nelson. How old Willie now? Take a guess. Oh, Willie's got to be in his 90s. 197? Yeah. I, I, who's older, Willie or Ozzy? Ooh, that's, <laughs> we should put up a poll. <laughs> That'll be like the pre-in-voting for all poll. We'll do like a end of the week or like beginning of the week poll where we'll say, all right, everyone, without using your fancy little Google smartphones, who do you think is older? I think Willie's older. <laughs> Couple years. I wonder who's done more drugs. Well, I'll tell you. I think Ozzy's done more drugs, but I can guarantee you, Willie smoked more weed. Willie has smoked probably. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say an acre. Now I'm gonna say a section full of weed. Right. Literally. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Snoop Dogg came out and said that Willie Nelson's the only person on the planet that has ever been able to outsmoke him. That's a heavy statement. Uh, yeah, when Snoop Dogg says that, that's some serious smoke. 
by the way, serious smoke, up in smoke. He, right. Snoop was just on Rogan. Have you listened? No, I saw that he was on there, but I have not listened to it yet. I was definitely looking forward to listening to it. I haven't either. Here we are recording on a Monday night. This episode dropped on Wednesday, and I've been going 4,000 miles an hour, but I have to fit that in sometime this week because that's going to be some damn good material and laughs. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I have a few Rogan episodes to catch up on. I actually watched... Uh, I got the pay-per-view for the fight last weekend that I really wanted to see. There's a few really, really good fights on that. And so I got to I gotta catch up with what, because I'm pretty sure Rogan did a, like a recap of that. So I got to catch up. Well, that's what we're doing. Season 6, Episode 6, uh, recap and updates for all. Dude, speaking of fight, something tells me you know a lot more about this show in Dallas than I do coming yeah, up in the, just about 10 days. The The trailer fight so trailer fight is isn't quite it's boxing it's not ufc or mma but what trailer does and what i kind of like it but a lot of people aren't really digging on it and i think that's why i've seen some interesting comments about metallica being part of it because what trailer does is they take a lot of like now is trailer like what ufc is like a company yeah uh I, i don't want to I don't know I don't anything want to about that. this stuff. I know nothing. I, about all it. I know is that Triller does fights with people that are either past their prime in boxing or like UFC, and then they put them in boxing matches. Like one of the recent ones was this was this guy named Tito Ortiz and Anderson Silva, both MMA fighters, okay. and they did a boxing match because they're both retired, they're past their prime. But what they do is they basically set up prize fights. Like I think Evander Holyfield, he did a fight. Didn't and obviously Tyson he's, do something? Uh, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., I think. I don't know if that was Triller, that's but it. that's ba- that's basically like what Triller does is they take people like that, like Mike Tyson or Holyfield or Silva or Ortiz and like people that are past their prime but still obviously can fight, still can bring in money, can still okay. sell pay-per-views. And, and I might be wrong on that, but I, I'm pretty sure that's like their whole gimmick is like getting – Okay. These huge names that don't do it professionally anymore to do this big prize fight for big money, big pay-per-view buys. So kind of like publicity. a kiss and share reunion tour take 24. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. It's just it gives but fighters it, a chance to to keep going. And the reason why I think some people don't like it is like someone like Evander Holyfield. He gets in the ring. He does this match. But the guy was not he wasn't he's not physically set to fight anymore like he's okay. taken one too many punches and people are like it's kind of it's kind of sad to see someone who isn't even like able to carry himself in a normal way get okay. in there and then get punched some more you know what i mean but i do think it's cool that metallica is teaming up with them because it's going to bring in a lot of a lot of views that's for sure well not knowing much about fighting or you know any of the stuff that you're into when you have this at the texas rangers baseball stadium which is mm-hmm. no small venue no i it's mean this huge. is a stadium it's not an arena this is a stadium yeah it's like sixty thousand, sixty-five thousand, something like that it and holds. you have metallica for side entertainment you got some pretty deep pockets for one evening yeah which tells me that whoever's on that card that night must be a pretty fucking big deal i because initially, when this news broke, I was meeting up with Jeff Little from To Live Is To DFW. We went to the show together the other night in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. So we're in his hotel room, kind of pre-gaming, having some beers before the Lauderdale show. Yeah. he's buying tickets, and he's like, 
dude, these fucking tickets are three, four hundred dollars, and at the time, Metallica was only going to play for like twenty-five minutes. That's ridiculous. So the whole to live is to DFW chapter was getting their tickets together, and he's like, "You going to make it to Dallas?" And I'm like, "I'm not coming to Dallas to hear three fucking songs that are probably Sandman puppets and sad." Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely without a doubt going to be, but now straightforward. It's and, a full show. I mean, did you know that? I actually I did not know that. No. So it's a full two hour show now, and it's somehow incorporated into the evening. So. Are they going to be playing Trapped Under Ice while there's a boxing match going on? I mean, <laughs> they you never know. I think I want to say from what I looked at, I cuz I know it's through Triller, but I think it's I think it's like a there's like a new type of fighting they're adding to it or something, some combat. Yes, I did re- I did read that. Yes. That is like making its debut, so yes. I think that's why Metallica is part of it is because they want to really hype this up. And I, I still think it's through Triller, that company we were talking about, but I don't know if it's going to be just like a, a boxing match or if they're going to do something a little bit more, you know. So is Metallica playing like in between the rounds or are they going to be like the after party like in the stadium? I just don't know how the setup's going to be. That's the weird thing because fights usually go fairly late, and yeah. usually when you have Especially a card, pay per view thing. Exactly, it's stacked. You've got you know at least a minimum of you know eight to ten fights. So I mean that's that's a long night. So are they opening it? Are they doing the post? I mean I I don't really know much about it. And to be honest, I'm nobody does. I'm kind of surprised that they decided to go work with someone like like Triller and and a company like that versus working with like the UFC or even the WWE or something like that or the WBC it's called someone called up Q Prime and said uh we have a lot of money to spend and we need a band are you available right yeah a two hour (laughs) show so this is not like a cage fight it'll be like ring like a boxing ring I mean for what Triller normally does I would assume it's a boxing ring but because it's some kind of but not a UFC cage I mean, I don't know what this style or this new like debut of this this fighting thing that they're they're debuting. I honestly don't know much about. I know probably about as much about this particular event as you do. <laughs> you know more about the fighting, but I I want you to know that I have a set list themed. I'm predicting the set list. I shouldn't say predicting. I'm telling you my boxing dream no more <laughs> set list for this fight concert. So this is a combat-style set list that you've written. This is a combat, kick-your-ass-I'm-going-to-kill-you boxing, fighting theme set list. And it is so fitting that I had 18 songs. It's down to 16, just like them now. 16, bring the, the tempo back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the click on. <laughs> Are you ready for my 16-song, what you call I it, def- Triller? I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure okay. Triller is who, the, who they're working with. These are songs that have to do with being in the ring, fighting, killing, and being injured. <laughs> All right. I hope it opens up with Broken Beaten's card. <laughs> You're on to something. I'll give you that. All right. These are in chronological order from Kill 'Em All to Hardwired, by the way. All right. right, let's. I'm, I'm excited to hear this. This is Jeff and Shane getting in the ring, boxing. Number one, jump in the fire. Okay, okay. I thought a, a, good good, start. a great number two fighting song, No Remorse. Oh, absolutely. Keeping the energy going. When you have a song called Fight Fire with Fire, you have to fight. 
I had to include battery. Oh yeah, definitely. Like assault battery. Mm-hmm. Damage ink. Shortest straw. I like where this is going. Dyer's Eve, because I think you can die in a ring. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you could definitely get close. Hitting you upside the head with a two by four. <laughs> you might be laying on the mat bleeding me. Jeez. <laughs> You're liking this. I am. I'm really liking this set a lot. I got the two by four from our friend Sam Gray, by the way, because before Metallica announced a full set, yeah, he said, "Yep, Sandman, Sabatru, two by four, and then Sam leaves." And then Sam leaves. Well, you know what? <laughs> That's a good call, Sam. You get a golf clap. I saw Sam in Atlanta. We had a good chat. That's good. That's good. Bleeding me uh, is followed by wasting my hate. Oh, that's an that's an interesting pick, but it works. When you're in the ring, the Grammy Award winning Better Than You. (laughs) Yeah, I keep forgetting that song won a Grammy. It's not even okay. (laughs) When I think of Mike Tyson's punch on Nintendo. Yep. You remember there was that little thing where you turned purple and you're invisible for a little bit? Yeah, yep. Invisible kid. <laughs> and that boxer in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, I think they called him kid. That's even better. <laughs> all within my hands. I mean, it is all within your hands. See? Yep. Uh, you called this BBS, Broken, Beaten, Scarred. I, I had a feeling this is this is a very damaging kind of set. You got to have some, some bruising in there. And song number 16, Now That We're Dead. Closing the show out I, with... Not, now, not closing, but I just had to go in chronological order as I was at 40,000 feet today thinking of fighting boxing songs. I personally think that they should play that set in that order and close with Now That We're Dead. <laughs> that Imagine slow, that. sludgy tempo. All right, baby. We are Metallica. <laughs> With the Tycho drums in the middle. Exactly. There you go. Now we're talking. That's my set list prediction for Dallas that will probably not happen. Yeah, I don't know if realistically any of those songs will get played, but if one out of the 16 gets played, then we'll call it we'll call it a win. Invisible Kid. I swear they better play BBS. Of all the songs, they have to play that song at a fight. That's fitting and they played it 200 times on the Magnetic Tour. And they haven't played it since it turned into Eye of the, Eye of the Beholder, so now it's time true. to do something that they normally wouldn't do, take a I don't want to say filler song, but take a live, you know, album filler song and True. bring it back. It'd be cool. Dude, speaking of Damage Inc., they fucking played it last night in Daytona. That's crazy. In that setting, I wouldn't expect it. It was uh, Black Album Night last night, Sunday night in Daytona, and that was the, the encore. Keep, <laughs> keep in mind, in Lauderdale and Atlanta, the encore slot was blackened both evenings. Hmm. I FaceTimed I, you, by the way. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did while I, was, I think while I was driving. Is that where you were? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was driving on the road while you were at the concert. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Black and tape started. I'm like, I got to FaceTime Jeff. Here, here yeah, I'm it, like, it wasn't I'm like, trapped, but I'm like, it's black and he's got to see this. As soon as I got the call, 
I told everyone in the car, I'm like, oh shit, I'm like, they're playing Trapped Under Ice. He said he was going to FaceTime me if they played it. And then I couldn't really hear you, and I'm like putting the phone up to my ear, and then all of a sudden I heard it, I'm like, oh shit, I'm like, they're playing Blackened. I think that's when you picked up. Yeah. I'm sure it's all distorted on FaceTime, but you're able to hear the riff. Surprisingly, I was actually able to make out what song it was. I figured it out pretty quickly. Nice. Yeah, I was I was surprised. Those iPhones are not they're not that terrible. Just imagine what that would have sounded like twenty years ago through a flip phone like a razor. Fuck. <laughs> nothing, nothing. White noise. Oh god. I was surprised that when you FaceTime me where you were at, the place didn't look completely full. Dude. Alright, you want to talk about Lauderdale? It didn't look full at all. It wasn't. That's weird. Why wasn't it? So, I've never seen Metallica play to like a not full arena. <laughs> this was weird for two reasons. One, I haven't been in the upper deck in twenty years. So, wasn't it just like a last minute, like going to the show though? Anyways, yeah. Jeff Little from To Live Is To DFW was kind enough to get a ticket. Yep. He was there on business. It's a two-hour drive for me from Fort Myers over there. Right. So, and at the time those tickets went on sale, I was flying. So I was like between Louisville, Sacramento, Atlanta. It's like, right. I, don't, I don't think I want to make Lauderdale, but Jeff's got an extra. So here we go. Right. It's a 7,000 seat. Place is hard to describe. Like 7,000 sounds small, but when you got in this room it was fucking big shit seven thousand that's less than the armory come to think of it you're right i think the armory is like what eight or nine something like that dude this this hard rock live they've made this place an intimate theater but like the production wise is enough to have like a rolling stone stadium production indoors damn i've been seeing a lot of people post about going to the rolling stones (laughs) yeah um by the way, I love that song Wild Horses because Guns N' Roses cover that in that Tokyo video. Right, right. Anyway, so if you see Metallica's current production right now with those kind of cubed screens behind them, mm-hmm. that fit in this room like perfectly. Like that's how big that stage and that deck is. Damn. But dude, it was cool. We, upper deck tickets, it took all the stress out of getting there early. It took yeah. all the stress out of getting on the rail. Mm-hmm. Jeff and I had some drinks, saw some things. Um, but by the way, two buckets of popcorn, a regular Coke and a beer for $39. Wow. That actually doesn't seem terrible for a concert. And if you saw the size of the popcorn, you'd be like, Oh shit. Oh, oh, it was okay. A little steep. Uh, shots of blackened were $24. Okay. That's way too steep. They were 20 at louder than life. (laughs) And when I say a shot, you better enjoy it because there wasn't much in there. That's all right. I know a guy that's got like 130 bottles at his house. Yeah, he sings in a tribute band or something. Yeah, something like that. But it was cool. With my drink and my popcorn, it felt like we were at the movies, like hanging over the balcony. Yep. Except Uh, you're seeing Metallica. (laughs) Except it was weird. Like indoors, you know, I've seen them this whole summer and fall outdoors. Yeah. 7,000 people is not a normal Metallica setting. Especially when the floor doesn't even look like it's full. They didn't sell all the floor. Most of the seats were full, but the floor yeah. was... You could have put another 
thousand people on the floor. It was weird. That's what I thought. Like you see everybody, and then you see mm-hmm. behind it, and there was like all this empty space. I'm like, how how is this even happening right now? Good vibe, good sounding room, and fucking loud in there. That's good. Full PA, full Metallica standard production. I kind of like what they're doing with this simple stage setup as far as like just the cabs on stage. and I, I knew you'd say that. Yeah, I like it. It looks clean. It looks good. I have to say that I'm, I'm kind of over opening with Whiplash. <laughs> I love Whiplash. It's a good surprise. Oh, wait. That's, that's how they play it now. <laughs> Here's the thing that I realized. Opening with Whiplash, it, it doesn't have that really fast surprise punch of like Creeping Death. I think it's almost because there's a whiplash. tape too, and it's slow, and it's like it's this slow build up, and you know it's coming. Like when creep kicks in, you have no idea what it is. It's like, oh fuck yeah, da, 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 da. they tape whiplash. Yeah, it goes da 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 da, and then it goes into the toms and the double bass. It's a very slow progression. And it doesn't kick in until they kick into the... Correct. Oh, man. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess it's something I'd have to see. How it builds up with the lights and how the lights build in with the da-da-da-da is cool. But it's not that surprise of... You know? Yep. Great opener, but with the buildup and the slow tempo that it's now played at, I'm kind of like... Dude, go back to Hardwired. That's a lot better, like, surprise. Right, and, you know, it's very... And Hardwired builds up, too, but it's it's faster and it's more in your face than Whiplash is. And I, see, I feel like it's very classic Metallica, because obviously on whenever they're on the touring cycle for a record, they usually open up with the first two songs off the record. Good point. They do that. But it, it's very, very common for them to... Just pick, I don't want to say a random song, but quote-unquote random song for an opener. Like, just stick with the formula that works. Change all the middle stuff. You know, open with Blackened or open with Creep or open with, you know, open with Bread Fan. <laughs> You're finally getting it. Because that's a big surprise and it's sharp in your face. Well, and I would say as much as I'm not the biggest fan of opening with it, I'd rather hear that as the opener than hear a Whiplash tape. Exactly. That's what I mean. Just like lights go out and fucking right into it. Or yeah, or even into to hardwired, something like that. But no, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I can see how maybe like the first time or the second time you'd be like, all right, that was cool, but let's leave it at that. It's about what it was. And now that I've bitched about that through the Lauderdale and Atlanta show last night in Daytona, they opened with hardwired. Of course. <laughs> see, they knew... They knew. They knew I wasn't going to be there, so they played fucking Damage, Inc. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Just imagine if they would have played Trapped Under Ice. We wouldn't have been talking right now because I'd be on Suicide Watch. Yeah, Shane would be standing on the... I don't know what the tallest building in your area is, but that's where you'd be. be Are there tall buildings in your area? There's not... um, Condos on the water. Okay. I was going to say, I don't think there's like... 30 stories. I don't think there's major skyscrapers in your area. I uh, went to the Atlanta show. By the way, between Fort Lauderdale and Atlanta, yeah, 40 people asked where Jeff Winslow was. 
40 people. Wow. Don't they don't they know I was on vacation? I think I announced it in the last episode. They did with Larry Levine. But, dude, I swear half of the APFA alumni were at these two shows. <laughs> and I have a gift for you from our friend, Mr. Yuji Moore. Oh, really? You ready for this? I'm ready. Actual, real, legitimate Space Force patches. Yeah, right. Yuji, way to go. I got him right here. Hang on. Coming through in a pinch. I love it. Stand by. I don't hang myself. <laughs> it's all right. They didn't play trap, so you don't need to you don't need to do that. So you know like on a on a soldier or airman's I'm going to say like flight suit. They have yeah, like those velcro patches. Yeah. Oh, dude, that is so legit. Check that out. U.S. Space Force. Huh. And this is the initial logo. It reminds me of the Jump in the Fire guy. It's oh, like yeah. a monster coming around the globe. That is super legit. How cool is that, man? Shit. Th- things you can only get if you either know someone or you're in the Space Force. From Eugene. And he just got promoted. He's moving to um, high intelligence Space Force like command in Colorado Springs. Congratulations, Yuji. I wish that I could be part of the Space Force. I'm kind of surprised that our current situation hasn't tried to shut the Space Force down, but <laughs> dude, <laughs> congratulations. I think that's freaking awesome. I would love to go to space someday. So, Yuji, if you can take Shane and I to space, we would really like to go. We're ready, on ba- man. On the Bezos cock rocket. <laughs> I'll chip in 20 bucks for gas. Hey, that might be enough to uh, to start it. No, I don't even think that's enough to start it. I don't know what it would cost to fire that puppy up for a little 10-second, 10-minute yeah, ten, run. 10-second ten run. 10-second. <laughs> that's about all we could afford to be like 10 seconds. <laughs> Here's everyone that wanted to know where you were. You ready? I'm ready. Matt Angeli, Aaron Ginther, Edgar Baradas, Ricardo from Costa Rica really wanted to know where you were. He's got happy cookies for you. Oh. Uh, Camilla from Chile. Yep. Justin Hunt, Brendan Kirby, Pete and Sarah, Charlie Meister, Jeff Little, Yuji Moore, Dino, Mr. I Love Orion from Chicago. Hey, it's his favorite song. Adam D'Souza, Jason Garkowski, Brett Soboleski, Mike Mueller, Sam Gray, Chris Clark, Bobby, who we talked to, we talked to a couple weeks ago from Long Beach. Yep, yep. And... Uh, <sighs> Dude, I mean, look at that list. They're all like, where's Jeff? I'm like, he's smoking dope in Hilton Head. <laughs> hey, I was enjoying the beach. Actually, I didn't really go on the beach that much, but I was just enjoying not being in Minnesota, wishing that I lived there. I actually went and looked at a couple neighborhoods in Hilton Head. Oh, shit's getting serious, man. <laughs> yeah, Apple's serious. going to be based out of Hilton Head? <laughs> serious within like the next five to ten years. But yes, it is. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. I actually wanted to see uh, some of the areas and potentially what it's like. And I, uh, to my surprise, Amanda was not upset with with the neighborhood, so that's good. So you got on Zillow and said, we're looking, looking for anything from 2.2 to 4.5 million. Yeah, precisely. Right, right in that price range. Did you ever watch, uh, watch House Hunters? Yeah, the show that is about <laughs> as fake as WWE is. I love it where she's like, 
I'm a kindergarten school teacher, and he's a high school janitor, and our budget's $4.7 million. Yeah, and this is our vacation home. And they're looking for like a vacation home on Pebble Beach. <laughs> yeah, just a vacation home. Yeah, he, he, he picks up dog poop on the side of the road. and I was like, uh, who are these people with a $4 million budget? People that go on television. I don't get it. Uh, dude, I was in Pittsburgh yesterday hanging out with Larry Levine. We just had Larry on last week, and yesterday I was at Larry's house checking out his design studio as a graphic designer. Yeah. Let it be known that our shirts are now live on CottonBureau.com. Spread the word, people. Buy some shirts. Look fly. And podcast for all shirts. You can go on there. You can order. Dude, you can order. you have any more kids on the way? You can order onesies that say in podcast for all on them. I don't have any more kids on the way, but for all those people who are trying to get their Jersey Shore Poly D FTD <laughs> fresh to death on, you will definitely look FTD in one of the Atfa shirts, fresh to death. You just spent 10 days on vacation. Are you sure there's not another child on the way? I'm definitely sure that there is not another child on the way. So you weren't practicing? I didn't say that, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that there's any more children coming. Tell Amanda you need one more just so you can buy an Apfa onesie. <laughs> you know, I have uh, I have some friends that are about to have another kid, so that'll be my my congratulations gift to them. <laughs> Dude, uh, men's tees, women's tees, tank tops, hoodies. I mean, if you live in Minnesota, there's already snow on the ground. You need to get your end podcast for all hoodie at cottonbureau.com and let's just search for end podcast for all merch. Hey, I, is, once we start adding sports bras and thongs, then we're really big time. Oh, why didn't we think of thongs? That'd be perfect. Yeah, can we put Atfa just right on the crotch? Yeah, bam. You have to take a selfie and then take us on Instagram with it. There you go. They can tag us, and then they're going to get kicked off of Instagram. It's going to be tag and bag, and they're done. Tag and bag. <laughs> what do you always say? They hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> Uh, and podcast for all pins coming for your, what am I trying to say here? Your battle vest? Your yeah, for all your, 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 your jean lapel, jacket needs. <laughs> your lapel, your tie, your jean jacket, your school bag. They look just as good as some fresh cufflinks. So with Larry last week, Jeff, off the air, what he could tell me of what he's working on is absolutely mind-blowing for Metallica and for a couple other side projects is how I'm going to put it. Well, let's not get in trouble. We don't want to spill the beans on anything big here, but... We're not going to, but what people didn't hear last week listening to Larry is what he's capable of and how many cool ideas he has that are just Metallica-related. We only heard 10% last week, and I wish the world could hear more because what he's currently working on and what goes through his OCD mind... In five seconds flat is incredible. Well, we'll have to have him on for part two after some of this stuff gets revealed, and then yeah, he I can explain wait. how he came up with it and it's, you know dude, the thought so process cool. behind it. He thinks some of his merch is actually going to be at the merch booth at the fortieth. Really? I'm like, that's that's just around the corner, man. I I can't wait to see it. That is so cool. I might actually spend eighty dollars on a shirt just to just to have. I'll be like, Larry, no, on a pin, I... on a pin. Oh, okay. I was going to say, Larry, do I really have to spend that much or do you just want to hook me up with one? <laughs> I think hook up. <laughs> he was kind enough to pick me up yesterday so I wasn't rotting away in my hotel room in Pittsburgh. 
Oh, that's nice. That's nice. We grabbed some lunch, and then we hooked my phone up to his flat screen, and he about had a heart attack when he saw my backstage Denver pictures and when (laughs) we were hanging out in the tuning room together. Oh, man, those are some good times. I wish I would have been there for that one. He's like, how are you in the tuning room? That's like a $30,000 ultimate hardwired experience that I'd trade for anything. You're like, hey, it's not what you know. It's who you know, bud. I said, I know some people, dude, but I'll trade you for that nice little Ken Lawrence custom you have over in the corner with fiber optic lights in the neck. Yeah, I'll get you backstage as long as I can take that guitar home and hang it on my wall. Dude, you'd have been in heaven. I wish you were, I wish you were there. Totally beat smoking weed in Hilton Head. Mm. I mean, I wasn't smoking that much weed there. I was just, you know, I mean, I did a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Just, just a wee bit. You, you hate me because you ain't me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Did you go on a ghost tour? No, I've done ghost tours before, but... Um, That's like the Savannah thing, isn't it? That is Savannah. We actually ended up in Savannah three times because we love Savannah, and it's a 45-minute drive from Hilton Head. What else did you do? Uh, we we hit Savannah, went to Charleston, went to Beaufort, Bluffton, um, spent a lot of time... Uh, on Hilton Head, of course, went to Defusky Island, which is an island just uh, right off the coast of Hilton Head Island. And you actually have to drive golf, golf carts around on there. John Cougar Mellon Camp oh. lives there, too. Really? On, Defu- on Defusky Island, yeah. So it's like no motors allowed, but you can have like a battery go-kart? They have cars that, that are on the island, but for Another like... Another reason to get a Tesla, bro. Hey, they were gas-powered go-karts, or not go-karts, um, golf carts. Those are the ones that fucking fly. Yeah, I don't think the South really cares about emissions like weird-ass Minnesota and California and New York and Chicago and all of them. Sure. It, There's it, some it, big bucks in that area. It's about the smiles per gallon. Smiles. <laughs> how many How many islands are out there? Apparently, like, off the coast of South Carolina, Georgia, and, like, that area, there's, like, 30, 40 different islands that you can either go to or take a ferry to. Wow. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of all sorts of shit. I would, I've, was quite surprised to find out that there was that many, and I've been going to Hilton Head for 23 years. Yeah, that's your family's go-to. I don't think you've skipped a year, have you? Uh, there's been some years that I haven't made it, but for the most part... Yeah, I mean, I started going with my grandparents when I was a kid, and then, you know, eventually, as they got older and my grandma passed and whatnot, like, it's, you know, we've kind of taken it over. And we actually have two condos down there now. Why can't Metallica play Hilton Head? I swear, because because there's nowhere for them to play. Oh, you can set up a little festival stage in the park there. It's Metallica, so yeah, they could could definitely do that. Hey, if they play the Hard Rock Indoor Theater, they can play fucking Hilton Head Island. They could, or Savannah. It'd be cool to see them down there, too. See them play some haunted-ass shit. If you've played in a little fucking dome on Antarctica, you can play anywhere. You can play anywhere, literally. Anywhere, dude. Yeah. Where was Uh, I going with that? Metallica will be the first band to play in heaven and hell while still being alive. I don't know why they don't get on Elon or Bezos or Branson's Rocket and go fucking play a four-song set up there. I promise you this, if there's ever going to be they a could band do it. that does it, it's going to be them. They'll figure out a way to yep. fucking play a show in space. What would be a space song? By the way, before I forget, big shit out. Big shit out. <laughs> a big shit out. That's a new section. There you go. 
a big shout out to Brett Soboleski from Hawaii. He made a fucking trapped under ice video for us from his saw, wedding from his wedding in Iceland, dude. Yeah, I saw his pictures and whatnot. That was pretty amazing. Did not that look amazing? And it was a total he fucking shout out to you and I, total in podcast for all from Iceland Trapped Under Ice tour he was on. Yep. Big shout out to him as well. Dude, and that was amazing. And yeah, that is I hope he had a good time. It looked like it was a good time. I give him a lot of credit because oh. I don't like cold and ice and snow and all that stuff. So to go there for your wedding slash honeymoon or yeah. whatever it was. How cool is hey, that? That's fucking cool, man. Good for when them. You, when it you live amazing. in Hawaii and go to ice for your honeymoon, that's really switching it up. That's cool. I suppose, though, because you know, half the year I have to deal with ice and all I want to do is just get out of it. I suppose when it's hot and beautiful all the time, you want something a little bit different. He had to get away from that rooster that hangs around his house. Yeah, they have the rooster and the, the, the high price of everything in Hawaii. Gas is only $9 a gallon there now, real cheap. Hey, if you want a Spam burger from McDonald's, it'll probably only cost you about $18 for a combo meal. <laughs> <laughs> You did, have you ever flown into Savannah or flown out of? Yes. Yep. yep. You you have to Google this. Google image or wiki, wiki it. There are two people buried in the runway at Savannah and Airport. There, yeah. Yep. You knew about that. I did know about that, yes. I'm impressed, dude. Yes. They're, it's at the end of, oh, fuck, I even used to know which w- runway it was. I think it's one and one nine. Yeah, it's something like that. And it's like at two towards people the- people buried there. It's like towards the end of the runway. And it's marked. It's crazy. I, it, pretty much everywhere you walk in Savannah, like within the city, especially down by like the historic district, everywhere you dead walk, people. <laughs> you're yeah, you're walking on dead people's bodies. Like it's just a mass burial ground. There's thousands like? and thousands of dead people buried underneath the town of Savannah. Still, like their bones still remain there. You think I'd know this story, but I don't know why they're buried there. Or how, or when, or etc. Well, a lot of it had to do with obviously the wars that were happening. You know, civil war, revolutionary right. war, and then I'll have um, to brush up on this. I was just didn't. I just didn't know if you knew that they're actually in the runway. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. One day a year, that runway is closed for the family to go out there and and visit it. On now that I that I did not know. Now, let me tell you, to close a runway at a busy, not international airport, but a regional airport, Yep. and have the FAA close that runway for a few hours, mm-hmm. it's a lot fucking bigger deal than you think it is. I mean, I could imagine. It seems yeah. like, especially when there's just constant flights going in and out. Yep. It's. I don't know if it's a, a scheduled time every year, but for the family to go out there and mourn and pay their respects and just be there, that runway's closed for a couple hours that day, and that's can that imagine how no much that, easy request. How, can you imagine how much that costs them to close that down? A <laughs> lot more than you'd ever predict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever it comes to airports and, and, and flying anything like that, I always assume that everything is a big deal. Hey, man. Only cool people get to deal with aviation, <laughs> right? Like I don't mess UG. around with the air. I don't mess around with airplanes in the airport, man. Like UG in the Space Force, man. In the Space Force, I bet you he he has to keep I his bet mask UG above has his some, nose. <laughs> I bet UG has some pull with some aviation power. Yeah, UG. What could UG, you do? Close that runway, yes, sir. Consider it done. Yeah, done right now. 
I don't want to be buried in a runway. I'm no. I'm more I'm more interested in being buried in this mystery black album black box container that we're gonna find out that you and I are gonna find out tomorrow by the time you're hearing this, we found out yesterday what's in it. As long as I'm not buried in that box in Minnesota, then I'm good. Can they milk this black album box fucking merch giveaway deluxe thing anymore? I mean, it's the Black Album, and I knew as soon as we got to this time wow. period that that's all you were going to hear about was Black Album. Black Album, I mean, because it's like... But what's in this container? A, Kirk's a big, Porsche? A big black dildo that says Metallica <laughs> on it? I mean, who knows? <laughs> Remember the motherload contest where they sent four semis to different cities? Yes. And one lucky winner opened up the back of the semi and Metallica was sitting in there? Maybe they'll be in the box. I don't know. When I watch that video of that box, it looks like there's like a bunch of old retro t-shirts and posters and like Black Album era merch that's going to be available. Ah, whatever. A bunch of reissue shit. I can get that stuff original on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted the Sad But True single. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Never heard that song before. <laughs> I like how they've made that box look like it was photograph back in 91 where they're if you've seen you've seen the four of them on the street yep yep that aerial photo of them on the street yeah ross is up on the roof yep yeah maybe, i don't know I don't maybe know we can be buried in one of those i i think you want to be buried in the kiss casket oh i forgot about that hey back Dime. in like dude back in 01 i think they were only like 6800 bucks <laughs> is that the price I had this Kiss memorabilia uh, merch book when I was a kid. I don't know where I came across it, but it was from like 2000, 2001. Like, oh, I'm going to order a casket. Yeah, and the casket was in there, and I want to say it was like fifty eight or $6,800. I was like, good Lord. Even as a kid, I thought that was expensive. <laughs> Gene rips you off even after you're dead. <laughs> oh, Gene. Who wants to be lonely? Who wants to be lonely tonight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who wants to... Who wants to be lonely because they have no more money anymore and their family left them because you bought a fucking kiss casket? Hey, I think Dime and Vinny are buried in a kiss casket. That's legit. Uh, I definitely know Dime is. I don't know what Vinny. Vinny might just be. Okay. Vinny might be buried in a big old casket that looks like a bottle of Jack Daniels. That could be too. <laughs> Dude, I like rehashing the time that you and I went to the Pantera strip club in Dallas, Texas, called the Clubhouse. That was a good time, and now it's closed, unfortunately. Which I'm, you would have, you would have. I'm glad we got it. there before it closed, though, because that was that's a heavy metal bucket list item, and we got to do that on tour. And we did it on Sunday Fun Day. Woo! That's right. We had Blackie Lawless as our uh, DJ. Yep. <laughs> and I believe we bought a six pack in the parking lot for forty eight dollars because you needed to have a drink in your hand at all times. Yeah, and you couldn't buy drinks there. You had to buy them from. We bootlegged it. The bootlegger, yeah. The bootlegger in the parking lot, 48 bucks for a sixer. <laughs> Probably the best sixer we've ever bought, though. Best sixer you've ever bought, I'm pretty sure. I think you could get a lap dance cheaper than a six-pack. <laughs> How much was that beer? 48 lap dance? 20. Yeah, 20. <laughs> oh, that was a great night. I wonder it was. I wonder what they've done with that building. Did you ever see um, Jose? He's fixing up Vinny's limo. Yeah, Jose Mangan from yeah, Mangan. Octane. Yep. Or liquid metal, or both. I think or he's everything. Both. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, in everything. He is. 
He's he's actually refurbished that Pantera limo. I saw that. Yeah, I think he had said something about how much jizz was in the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> What's this switch do right here? Oh, it's just a black light. Yeah, it's just yeah. Yo, I would not want to see a black light in the back of that thing. There's probably so much blood and semen you don't even know what to do. Yeah, it looked like the load cover. Literally, that's just what the whole inside is painted with. Is load. Is this the piss Christ? No, it's the Pantera limo. Yeah, no, that's where that's where Vinny and Dime sat. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Who sat over here? There's nothing. Rex. Yeah, Rex. Phil. <laughs> Phil was too busy taking pain pills and heroin. Hey man, you gotta you gotta do something with those millions. It ain't for fucking sandwiches. Hey, he had a bad back. Okay. I believe that. <laughs> it was probably because he was too busy beating people up. He's good at that. As soon as I saw that black box container, I'm like, oh, here's another Metallica open up your wallet moment. Yeah. Oh, hey, get this mystery box set. It will cost you the low price of three payments of three ninety nine. <laughs> That's $399, but only three payments. Only three payments, yeah. That's not bad. Does it come with a forklift in a in a flatbed as it brings that container to your house? Hey, that container better be the size of one of those pods, those fucking portable <laughs> on-demand storage things. The U-Haul pods? That's what I'm saying. That box better be that big. The container's cool. If if you actually get a mini container, I'd really wish it was in like a legit like binge and purge like metal road case. Yeah, why haven't they done something with that? Do you think that's the next thing they're going to do? They're going to do a binge and purge anniversary? You know the knuckle bones things? Yeah. Like there's ACDC cannons and the Pantera ones, and I think there's a KISS road case. Yeah. If they made a simple binge and purge road case, I would buy that. Just just because. Just because. and Just to have a physical mini case. And you'd be surprised how many people would probably buy that just because. No, about 14 people. Yeah, maybe 15. Last week, you're in voting for all was two songs that I th- skipped over and didn't didn't think were important, but they were very important, and it squeaked by by one percent. I was shocked when those results came in. I yeah, texted it, you like at two in the morning. And you were up. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah. Well, at first, I just saw the picture, and I saw the 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 two I was like oh those are perfect pictures that you had picked for each one of them I thought it was funny because I saw the Tom Cruise one oh hanging from the rock yeah and then you had texted something back I remember what you said but I was like you were on vacation I knew you didn't vote yeah I was like wait a minute I'm like what day is it and then like, I clicked dude. on the picture again and then once I clicked on the picture then I could see the percentage down below because I couldn't see it when it was just like in the little you're like, like the polls have closed I'm like oh my gosh I'm like it's it's closed. And the song I wanted to win didn't win. <laughs> 512 votes in 24 hours, and Minus Human won by three votes. I uh, yeah, my percent. One, my one vote still wouldn't have changed it. Minus Human, 51. Disappear, 49. If I could have known that it was that close, I would have found four people to vote for. You'd have been like, Amanda, Mom, Dad, vote. Go vote right now <laughs> so Disappear can win, and then Disappear would have won by one vote. That was close. I was thinking it was going to be, you know, maybe a 60-70, but holy shit. Something tells me that this week it's going to be a little bit more lopsided than great down the middle. Five weeks to go, dude. What do you got? Well, we're we're finally into St. Angry. Angry. Street anger. And 
it was tough to pick this one because not a lot of people really want to hear anything off of this record. And I was also I trying to pick songs that were not music videos because half that record, believe it or not, people, half that record are singles. It's weird to think that the unnamed feeling has a video. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on there. Uh, I did not pick Purify because... I, oh, I, I thought that might have been on there. No, 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 because I didn't want it to lose in a landslide. I mean, you could have put Purify up against fucking Iron Honey or whatever the fuck that Lulu song is called. and <laughs> Iron Honey? And it would have still lost. <laughs> Jeff, I think you mean Iced Honey. Or iced the, Earth, yes. Or The View. Yes, Iced Earth and that TV show with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, folks, the in voting for all five weeks until the 20th anniversary, which of these two rare songs from St. Anger would you like to hear? My World versus Dirty Window. That's easy for me. That's going to be tough for a lot of others. It's easy for both of us. I knew that was going to be easy. Good selection going with My World. Yep, My World. People think I'm nuts, but My World is... It's my favorite song off that record. Yeah. Over the title track and even the way they're playing. They played Frantic the other night, by the way. Even the way they're playing that live. I I still, I would still want to hear My World live just because of the not only do I not know. That part right there is so powerful. And I don't think they've ever played that song live other than the rehearsal. And the St. Anger rehearsal DVD. I think you're correct. I don't think they've ever played it. So it would be cool to hear that song. My World would definitely get my vote. I feel, and maybe I'm just biased because I think it's a better song than Dirty Window, but I feel like this one is, it's going to be like a, a, a 70-30 My World. 70-30? Yeah, I'm going that far. That's deep. I'm going to fire up the old computer here. Take a look at day one. Um... I mean, I thought about doing My World versus Unnamed Feeling, but again, I was trying to pick songs that did not have videos. This is going to surprise you. Uh, take a guess how many times Dirty Windows has been played live. Three times. 31? Yes, sir. That surprised oh. me, too. What? They played that a shit ton back in 04. Good for them. See my reflection in the window. It looks so different, so different than what you see. It would be cool to hear that song, though. How many times have they played My World? I think it's zero. I'm pretty sure they've never played it. You're correct. Just the rehearsal DVD and the record. Yep. It's My World. You can't how do you play? How do you play Dirty Window or or Sweet Amber or any of those and not play My World? Dancing Devils in Angels Way, right? Yeah. 31 i was gonna guess like six literally i thought it was like three maybe four hell i thought i was shooting high with three i was like ah two (laughs) they've never played invisible kid (sighs) could have picked that one what about purify never here's a good question for jump in the fire All within my hands. How many times do you think? 
Now think of the different versions of it too. Does that count? Every time they've played it live, and remember they used to play that at the bridge school and shit like that. Yeah. So the acoustic version counts. And the uh what I call new version, like S and M version. Yeah. Or like uh, the radio version. Uh well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna go with like in the fifties. Seven. We suck. Dirty window beat that out. What? Everyone return your in podcast for all merch and delete this show because we were, were, we suck tonight. I feel like a lot of people would suck when it comes to St. Anger trivia and what they've played because... Those are good questions. I would have guessed like 20, 25 times. Yeah, Maybe no. it's because how many times we've heard that new version on the radio. It in gets the last played all years. the freaking time. It's <laughs> still played in Minneapolis on 93X. Yeah, it's it gets played <laughs> all the time. Who would have thought All Within My Hands would be like a radio hit staple with some of these stations? Almost 20 years <laughs> later. Isn't it crazy to think that in two years, not even a year and a half, San Diego right. will be 20 years old? That's Does that scare you? It doesn't seem possible. Right. I still think of St. Anger like, oh, it came out a few years ago. Almost two decades, bro. It's weird because when you and I talk about it, and when you think of like the album cover, it's still like, oh, it's still fresh material. What other band can do that? The amount of time between... It is right. almost the same amount of time between Sane Anger and Kill 'Em All <laughs> as it is. Than it is to where we are now. Yeah, I said almost, not quite. Obviously, they're, you know, because that close. was close. But think of that. That's scary. Kill to Anger as to Anger is to like the end of next year. Right. Or the following spring. Right. And, like, when St. Anger came out, you think about Kill Em All, and you're like, dude, that was, like, 100 years ago. Yeah, it's true. And now it's, like, almost the same amount of time, and we're looking back at it going, what the fuck? How did 20 years just go by? Huh. It's it's hard to grasp. Yeah, it is, it is what it is. Time is time, and nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Remember when people thought it was such a big gap between black and load? Yeah, I mean that was that was a big gap, and now that's just standard for their albums. That's where we are right now between Hardwired and where we sit. I think the biggest gap was like uh, Death Magnetic to Hardwired. Yeah, that was I mean, that was seven eight seven years. years. Yeah, seven and a half years. What other band has that longevity and can other than like the Stones or Billy Joel or like U two? Right. You know, it's like oh, we're gonna take ten years off and. Uh, Oh, by the way, we're going to go on tour and sell at every stadium in the country. Yep, yeah. Bands like that, Jovi, Ozzy, like, there's a probably small select, I would say, maybe out of the millions of bands that are out there that have made it, uh, maybe 10 or 15 of them that actually can stand the test of time and can still do whatever the fuck they want, whenever they want. Not millions, squillions. Squillions, yeah. Squillions of people and squillions of dollars. Literally squillions of dollars on these tours. Yeah. Yep, merch the other night in Atlanta, $55 for a t-shirt. Guess where I got my shirt? eBay. <laughs> Hot uh, topic. As, as we <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm not big on knockoff bootleg merch. Right. As we're leaving the stadium and the 70,000 of us are following out, 
filing out, there's guys that are selling obvious rip-off bootleg shirts for $25. Yeah, good enough, right? As you went two blocks down the street, they were on sale for $15. The next morning, as we woke up out of our hotel and grabbed an Uber to the airport, they were outside the hotel for $5. Did you get one for 5 bucks? I said, I'll take two. Yeah, there you go. Now you're talking. You're like, and it's a pretty legit bootleg shirt with like multicolor, like actual real logo, not the shitty knockoff logo. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, it's 10 bucks. It's those shirts that I use when you're changing the oil in the jet skis or mowing the lawn that you don't give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. Well, you, since you bought two, you should keep one for a special occasion. <laughs> That's a good point for the vault. Like I've got my 100% genuine fake. Genuine fake shirt. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy that was trying to sell us watches in Bahrain, and he said, oh, no, genuine fake. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was Your shirt, you're going to say, hey, oh, yes, genuine <laughs> fake. <laughs> that's the same guy that was trying to sell us that cologne. Yeah, he was trying to sell us the cologne and the watches and all sorts of stuff. He's like, you need a coach purse, and it's like, uh, we're four dudes. We don't need a purse. Oh, hey. but you need this genuine fake. Yeah, you, you want this Rolex? 20 bucks, 100% genuine fake. And then I pointed to some other watches. Oh no, 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 that's a thousand dollars. That's that's real. That's real. Genuine you, fake. You Omega ge- check. <laughs> oh man! I still have that video. I might post it on our storyline. I think you should. I think, in oh, fact, maybe classic. you should take the audio from that and and put it in as a sample. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really thank you very much. Oh, that's legit. Well, I, I like I said, I have no money. Nice. Authentic fake. No, this one. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one, genuine fake. Rolex. That right here, I put it right there. Rolex Breitling Omega Tag. Rolex genuine fake. Yeah. Okay. How much is how much? It's <laughs> only twenty bitties. Yeah, when Lars in the intro says Metallica just turned to a circus act, they'll be like, no, 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 check Omega genuine fake. Genuine fake. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Dude, we've been chatting for an hour just about what we've done in the last two weeks. I got it. I got to admit, dude, I missed you. Yeah, I missed you too. I missed having some good chit chat. And to be honest, I didn't even think that we would make it an hour into this without a guest. I knew there was a lot to talk about. I'm like, man, I'm like, an hour about talking about vacation and some shows. I'm like, I don't know if that's going to to fill up the time slot. And here we are. It's an hour, Just and it feels caskets like it's and two dead people on the runway in Savannah. We can cover it all, dude. And it feels like we've been talking for about 20 minutes. It's crazy, dude. And next week. Uh, we got fight. Is it Fight Club or Fight Night in Dallas? What what do you call that thing? Just I mean, the fight. I I definitely think it would be it'd be f- Fight Night. I mean, I think we need to have some of the guys from Tidalivis to DFW on to recap that event because that sounds like it's going to be pretty fucking cool. I definitely want to hear what they have to say. I'm sure my family is happy that they're not traveling with me anymore because of the whole way down to Hilton Head. Um, I kept reminding them. I said, "Oh, by the way, did you guys remember?" It's fight week because the big fight was happening that week. And literally for and like, like, Jeff, shut the fuck up. 10 hours straight. I was like, hey, did I remind you yet? It's fight week. I was, I was like, pissed. Go smoke some weed on the beach and turn the fucking TV off. Ah, it's all right. I got to watch it. It was all good. Who I won? I, Tyson? I, huh? Tyson won? <laughs> no. Field. Yeah, no. No, it was, it, was, it was UFC, not boxing. But I will. Riddick, Riddick Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be tuning into 
watch this this Metallica thing if I can, depending on how much. Is Metallica on pay per view with it? That I don't. Then I know. might order the goddamn thing. I I might. I, I don't think I would ever order a trailer pay per view, but if I can actually watch the show, then I might consider it. Yeah, because you're going to hear Invisible Kid, Two by Four, and Now That We're Dead. BBS. Yeah, BBS. Yeah, opening. I think. BBS. I hope Metallica does at least one kind of fight theme song like that. It would be cool. It's kind of like they didn't play Trapped in Antarctica. It's like, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, of all places, that's where you should play it. Yeah, it's like, no more whiskey in the jar. It's time to fucking play, you know, Dyer's Eve 2x4 No Remorse. I just want to hear... I think that would... clicks in there. Dude, I don't care what anyone says. For an event like that, I think opening with that song would be a... I think that song would be killer for that. It'd be great. It's got a groove. It's laid back. There's a pocket. But it's enough to where it gets you moving, and it's like, fuck, all right, here we go. It's kind of like a bounce song. Yeah. And all of us, you know, 122 diehards will be like, fuck, yeah, BBS. We haven't heard that since uh, 09, 10. Yep. Yep. I think that that would be a really cool move on their part. But they probably won't. They'll probably come out and open up with fucking Sad But True or Whiplash Tape. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, we'll just play the same set. We're going to play the Black Album in its entirety at a fight night. I'm sure everybody no. wants to hear Unforgiven in My Friend of Misery. Oh, yeah, dude. God that failed intermission. <laughs> <laughs> Metallica, as Jeff Windlow would say, do the right thing. Yeah, do the right thing, Metallica people. Just play Minus Human in honor of and voting for all last week. Minus Human, all I want to hear is you open up with BBS and then I'm out of there. I'll buy the pay-per-view just for that and then... If they play BBS, I will call that entire set list a win. I'm only asking for one song. If they play BBS in that set, that's a that, win. I think that of all songs, that needs to be the one they play. Kind of like Damage Inc. last night in Daytona. I was getting a little tired of the Whiplash standard, you know, moth, whiskey, blackened kind of thing. But yep. Damage made up for a couple, what I call kind of disappointing sets in the last couple weeks. See, that's at the Do point. The right thing, man. That's at the point when you know you've seen Metallica too many times is when you actually are disappointed with their set list. <laughs> Not disappointed. There's just different. Yeah, I, I will say that I was I was disappointed in Fort Lauderdale. I'll tell you that there there was room for an improvement. It was a seven thousand seat show. And you knew that six of those 7,000 were fucking diehard Met Clubbers because I saw half the people there were OG old school fans. And you know what? As a true Metallica fan, only a true Metallica fan can actually bitch about the set list. It's and, hard and for it's me okay. to say that. It's hard for me to admit that. But I, I left Fort Lauderdale going, really? You couldn't throw in like a damage or a leper or a... Just something. <laughs> Justice or remorse or hit the lights. It was very cookie cutter, like louder than life aftershock shit. I thought I thought for a lottery, I would have a couple gems in there. Atlanta, I was fine with. Oh, fucking A, dude. I have to fucking, I have to fucking complain right now. Uh-oh. We, an hour and five. Fire up the hate train, but it's not towards us. Greta Van Fleet, what the fuck is that all about? Dude, I love that band. They are not good live. I'm sorry to tell you that, bud. <laughs> I I gave it, I was very open to it and took everything in. I didn't, I watched every second of it. Hmm. Not impressed. 
That's a bummer. And I, I did not know that little girls are into that band. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of surprising. Most little girls nowadays Dude. are into, like, Travis Jeff, Scott no idea. and getting trampled at a at a concert. Don't get me started on that. We'll talk about that at a later date. <laughs> Dude, Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz, it's at the Falcon Stadium. Yeah. Lights go down. It's like 6 30. There's still, like, daylight coming through the windows of the stadium. Yeah. It was like I was at a Bieber or, like, NSYNC Backstreet Boys show. I, I did not know that many, like teens and young kids and mostly girls were like losing their mind and just, they were screaming I and could, I'm like I could see it what if the it, fuck it, is this I could see that if it was the 70s but with the the pop and rap music that's out nowadays that is a little surprising that that many like tweeny people are into Greta Van Fleet Krista and I looked at each other we're like are we at a fucking bebop you know instinct show back in 1997 yeah that is a little bit weird I'm not gonna lie these girls were losing their mind like it was fucking Beatlemania I'm not I'm not joking Hey, man, when the black smoke rising comes on, the panties come down. <laughs> that was disturbing what you just said, especially with little kids. Jesus Christ. Hey, you, we didn't. I'm just saying they could be 18. It was weird. And then they all cleared out after Greta and they left. That's it's weird. like, oh, you spent $160 on a ticket to see an opening act for 55 minutes. Congrats. Have a good night. See you. Bye. Damn. And then a band called Cage the Elephant came out. And disappointed me for another 60 minutes. Yeah, but at least you got to see Trivium. Trivium fucking tore it up in uh, Lauderdale. Great opening act. Trivium. That drummer is fucking amazing. Yeah, Trivium's pretty gnarly. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't know his name, but uh, whoever the drummer is in Trivium, do a job well done. You fucking crushed it. I've seen Trivium before, and God, yeah, good. they are a very, very tight band live. Very good. They're from Florida, too. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. They were... Dude, they were so pumped. I mean, how could you not be opening for Metallica in your home state? They used to open for Metallica back in yep. back in the day, and then to to get the opportunity to do it again in their home home state. I mean, that's a full circle moment right there. Uh, we had previous guests like uh, Mike Motorbreath Mueller and Edgar praising Cage the Elephant up and down hmm. that night and on their socials, and I have to say, I I don't understand the excitement that they got from cage the rat yeah it's an interesting band to have open for metallica i do like cage the elephant but not as a opener for metallica i will definitely say i like greta van fleet's music a lot more than cage the elephant but i mean both are good bands but just not they're not meant for that type of setting like they would have been a good opener no, they're not for stadium bands they, they sucked it was so boring. Yeah, well, at some point, I mean, you got to get that experience of what it's like. I mean, I, I, I've never played a stadium, and we put on a pretty damn good show, and I feel like if I got thrown into a stadium setting, you know, it might be a little intimidating. I like Greta's music more than Cage the Elephants, but what some of our diehard fans like in Cage, I I respect it. I just, I don't, I don't get it. They're just trying to be Lars, that's all. I don't get it. They're like, hey, no I want to be artsy. I want to like this music. I want to. I want to. I want to go to a coffee shop and not get coffee and order kombucha and wear my Birkenstocks and listen to fucking Cage the Elephant and Kings of the Leon. That's what it was. That that was perfect right there. I, I, I know what it's all about. That's Just like they're I fucking like... hanging out at Starbucks on their laptop doing their fucking turn oh, paper for the fourth quarter. Starbucks is too corporate for those people. You got to go to like fucking Bob's <laughs> Coffee Shop or something. 
Frank's Noodle House. Yeah, exactly. They don't like capitalism. People who listen to Cage the Elephant don't like they don't like making money. <laughs> I was just shocked about how many of our friends and Apple alumni the next day on socials were like, Cage played an awesome set. Like I said, great Sam, band, but just not. Sam Gray and I are back by the sound booth going, get the hook, fuck this shit. Yeah, like I said, great band. I do like their music, but not with Metallica. Like, put them with fucking, I don't know. Even even like Kiss or something like that. Something that's just a little bit not as metal. <laughs> you know those two bands are with Q Prime, so that, that oh, yeah. answers it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it always is. It's all... Cliff Bernstein and Peter Mentor are like, okay, here's a chance to put two bands on a stadium that 70 of these 80,000 people don't want to see. But it's going to make them money. Yeah, I think they're doing okay with their debit card. <laughs> with With their black cards? Peter and uh, Cliff were sitting right behind us, front of house. Oh, did you ask them, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, no, they were both masked up, and I don't think they're in the mood to talk. You should have said. Wearing a 1996 Flaming Skull Metallica hockey jersey. Should have just walked them and said, ah, oh, Cliff Burgess. <coughs> <coughs> sorry, sorry, you, you, you're, you're good, though, because you're masked up. And you just took your booster. Congratulations. Yep, you're good. You're safe. Um, don't worry about me. I did think about reaching out to Cliff and Peter for in podcast for all reasons, but I could just tell the mood was it was not the right time. I don't know if they're going to want to talk to us. I think we'd actually have a better chance of getting someone from the band on our podcast before we get one of those guys. Peter Mensch says, I'll never be on your show, but uh, Lars Ulrich's ready. Yeah, I, I don't want to do it, but... It, we, we have this great young man named Robert Trujillo that would love to come on your show. Robert Trujillo, who Larry Levine did a badass sketch of. Dude, his sketch a, with the poncho a... and the sombrero and the, <laughs> oh, dude. The only thing I was missing was him riding on a donkey. But other than that, it was fucking so spot on. And I think I said I wanted the St. Anger fist on the saddlebags, and you, you wanted St. Anger around his neck. Around his neck. And you know what? People listening to this, I hope you know that we're not saying this because we're trying to be racist or anything. It is literally just a joke, and it's fucking hilarious. So, Dude, the sketch that Larry came up with Rob Mexican garb, it was awesome. I, I just feel like I, I, I ha- all our Mexican friends would love that. Right, but I feel like I have to throw that out because it is 2021, and if you even so much as mention someone's race, then you, you become a racist. Fucker. <laughs> You're fucking scared. Get over it. Hey, I just don't want to get too much hate mail. We haven't had enough hate mail, so in podcastforall at gmail.com for all your hate train needs and to be a guest and come on the show. I just don't want to be hashtag canceled. I don't think we will be. Just go to cottonbarrow.com and buy some app for merch and you'll make up for it. Yep, you'll be FTD. <laughs> Fresh to death. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's time for you to get back to work, son. You're just full of it tonight. Oh, man. I think we've covered everything, and these people do not want to listen to me speak anymore. There's only four people still listening, and we will be back next week with your regular scheduled program. Scheduled program, I was just about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing tonight in the last hour and 15 has been scheduled. It's all been riffed. Hence... And updates for all. Every once in a while, you need a little update from Jeff and Shane's uh, interpersonal world. Yeah, I like doing these these update episodes. They're always fun. And now half the people are on Wikipedia looking at two people's graves built into the runway in Savannah Regional Airport. Or they're trying to find that sketch of Rob in a poncho yep. with a sombrero. Perfect. 
send us your dream set list as well for the fight next week in Dallas. I want to see some of these uh, fight dream set lists. Send it to impodcastforall at gmail.com. What you think would be the best fight-themed set list. It, does, it can be 16 songs. It can be 12 songs. It can be whatever you want. We'll go through the ones that get sent in, and maybe the top three, we will give you a shout-out on the show with your set list. Along with the seven-star review. None of that five-star shit on iTunes. Yeah, no, no, no. We go above and beyond. We turn it up to 11. Do the right thing, people. That's all I got, man. I will uh, see you next week for our regular scheduled programming. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you. See you soon. See ya. See ya.